0: Live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint.
1: Oh, man, I am dying already. I'm dying laughing this morning. Uh, I'll tell you what, some of the stuff that's in the news, some of the people that are already up and rolling and uh, joking around on Twitter this morning, uh, just hysterical. Who who was that on Twitter? Now, I've got to give her some credit here because... Uh, I- I was just laughing hysterically. Oh, poor old John Jackson. He's probably not even awake yet, and he got beat to the punch already. I thought, uh, I shouldn't even tell John Jackson about this story, because, oh, man, he's going to come up with, you know he's just going to have a shot already ready to go on this one here. But anyway, uh, here's the Senate shocker. Here's the shocking news story. This would be a big surprise to many of you. If you've ever seen uh, liberal Senator John Tester, This is going to be a big shock to you Uh, here. Here we go. Senate shocker. I just shared this on Twitter uh, uh, about half an hour or so, about an hour or so ago. Montana Senator John Tester's restaurant bills don't match his everyman image. Uh, There's a story in the Washington Free Beacon this morning about how how John Tester has spent millions of dollars at these really fancy restaurants in Washington DC and in the in the national capital region area spent millions of dollars on restaurant bills. You remember one of his phony campaign commercials where he pret- pretends to be the everyday Montana guy is it's this video of him it's this staged video of him dragging a cooler behind him and he says oh i got Montana beef in there see i don't i don't need to go out to these fancy restaurants i'd rather just have some montana beef at home this is the one of the biggest liberals in the Senate that uh, that Montanans have a beef with now, of course, and so he's he's a phony, he's a fake moderate, he he pretends oh I'd just rather sit at home and have a nice home cooked meal, garbage. And now the records prove it that, that liberal Senator John Tester uh, has spent millions uh, on a on these uh, fancy D.C. restaurants. Uh, one of them, one of the restaurant is uh, Bistro Cacao, <laughs> Bistro. Cacao is one of the fancy uh, Washington, D.C. restaurants that uh, Liberal Senator John Tester has been spending uh, money at here. Uh, But anyway, you just knew it was coming. You knew it was coming, didn't you? So I share this story about how Liberal Senator John Tester has, uh, uh, you know, got a massive, massive restaurant bill in Washington D.C. And uh, a lady on Twitter uh, with the uh, who whose uh, handle on Twitter is at RN for America, uh, the American RN. Uh, she sent a response via Twitter already. You could never tell that he's dropped millions on food. I mean, look at it, Senator John Chester. Why would you ever think that he's got uh, uh, restaurant bills topping (laughs) a million dollars in the Washington, D.C. area? Uh, So anyway, she said it, not me. But what I did say this is that uh, this this guy has been living high on the hog in D.C. for quite some time, and he's stiffing you with the bill. Higher gas prices, higher grocery prices, $32-plus plus trillion in debt while he lives high on the hog. Literally and figuratively.
2: Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. The skies remain mostly cloudy across the area today. We'll see some scattered rain showers possible as we head through the afternoon hours, mixed with some snow on some of the higher elevations around Bozeman. High temperatures will meanwhile stay around 43 in Bozeman around 40 in the Billings area. For tonight, uh, rain and snow showers turn to snow showers. Any accumulation stay less than an inch across the region. Temperatures fall off in the upper teens in Bozeman to about 22 in Billings. And the outlook for the weekend does call for some quieter weather into Saturday. High temperatures into the mid-30s across uh, the area as we stay with a partly sunny sky. Skies stay partly to mostly cloudy Saturday night, low temperatures in the mid-teens across the region. And then for Sunday, we'll see partly to mostly sunny skies, highs in the mid to upper th- Candidate
0: within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint.
1: All right, yeah, I'll uh, share more details from that Washington Free Beacon story here in a second. Haven't uh, organized my studio with the uh, stack of show prep for you yet here. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, the other thing uh, that I wanted to sound off on this morning is hashtag journalism. Journalism, journalism. Uh, Journalism is, many would say journalism is dead it sure seems that way. Uh, journalism was actually on display yesterday. Uh, you had Michael Schellenberger. You had Matt Taibbi. Uh, they they were actually called to testify at a congressional hearing yesterday. You might recall Matt Taibbi is this – he's actually a, a, a liberal reporter, but he is the one who who broke the Twitter files and released the Twitter files that showed how our own federal government – was basically colluding with big tech to silence Americans' free speech rights, to silence Americans who were questioning their government, and to run political interference and to interfere in the, uh, in the, uh, the big presidential elections here in America as well. The collusion that took place on COVID-19, the collusion that took place to bury the news about the Hunter Biden laptop. Anyway, there was a there was a really interesting back and forth where this uh, this one uh, member Democrat member of Congress, she was repeatedly trying to get Matt Taibbi to reveal one of his sources. Now, those of you who who know a thing or two about real journalism and actual journalism, you would know that a real journalist will refuse to reveal their sources. And they will defend their right to not have to reveal their sources. Now, Barack Obama figured out a way around that one. He'll just go use the, uh, the FBI spy powers to figure out who your sources are that way. And uh, you know that's just how how that's just how much liberals actually care about the journalism they they constantly thump uh, you know thump their chests over. But anyway, hats off to Matt Taibbi and and Michael Schellen, uh, Schellenberger yesterday for standing up in defense of their rights and standing up to in defense of real journalism and what they actually exposed. Uh, where did I see this? Who, who was it that was talking about? Basically, anyway, there was a great headline at, at uh, on Fo- I think it was a Fox News headline where they were talking about you know Taibbi and uh, and how he was defending uh, uh, journalism yesterday and how journalism is under attack right now and and, and that's that's true uh, real world actual journalism is under attack and, and frankly real journalism has been under attack by the so called journalists themselves. The Fake News, New York Times, CNN, and others. I- I'll tell you what, I I just saw an email in my inbox this morning. You know, I went to the University of Montana School of Journalism, and I saw an email. They- they've got to- the annual Dean Stone Night Banquet. is the big fundraising banquet for the University of Montana School of Journalism. The Dean Stone Banquet. And so they bring in a big guest uh, s- keynote speaker every year. This year, they've got some never-Trumper, anti-Trump New York Times reporter who, you know, you look at the, at the guy's bio and, ooh, look at this story I did against Trump. Ooh, look at that story I did against Trump. And I did this story against Donald Trump and that story against Donald Trump. Well, well, good job, University of Montana. You've become an academic wasteland. Your enrollment numbers have been cut in half Since the early 2000s, the school of journalism isn't even really its own standalone school anymore. You're buried under the media arts or whatever other school of blobbity blah at the University of Montana. And this this is what uh, what you have to provide is some some freaking New York Times reporter who suffers from Trump derangement syndrome. Oh, but he won a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. Yes, so did the people that wrote about the Russia collusion hoax and echoed government propaganda instead of questioning the fake government propaganda. The New York Times has egg all over their face, but oh, this is the guy you invite. Oh, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure the downtown crowd in Missoula is going to just love it. They're going to love every, every single ounce of this fake beyond meat speech that's going to be delivered at the Deanstone banquet. But you know what? The people who actually support the university, the people who pay for the university, the people who pay all the salaries on the university campus, they're going to look at that and they be like, what a freaking joke. And and so and by the way, I'm not just going to pick on the University of Montana, you know, Montana State University. Let's be honest. There's some of our friends out there. Well, as long as the Bobcats are winning the football game, we don't care what kind of B.S. goes on on the Montana State University campus either. Uh, We're going to have an MSU student and her lawyer on the show later today. She was the one who was being discriminated against by Montana State University for not using the proper gender pronouns, and she was being harassed by an LGBTQ student, and instead of putting a no-contact order in place against the, the harasser, no, she was told not to have contact with her harasser they punished the victim instead of the harasser and this isn't the first time that montana state universities what is the name of this 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 stupid office at msu it's like oh here we go it's the office of institutional equity The uh, sounds very soviet doesn't it so i'm sorry like Look, I get it. Some of my Bobcat friends, you're just happy that the football team's winning. And hats off to the men's basketball team. I saw a great photo from Senator Steve Daines while he was flying back to Montana. He ran, it, he ran into the, the MSU men's basketball team after they just won the Big Sky Conference Championship. And they're headed to the March Madness Tournament. Great, great, good job, congrats. But you know what? Both of these campuses right now are failing the people of Montana. They're trampling on constitutional rights. They're bringing... At Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Target, Rite Aid, and online. Navaj, NAV, AGE, Clean Nose,
0: Healthy Life.
3: With the Daybreak Ag Report on the Western Ag Network, I'm Lee North Blund. This week, Russell Nimitz and I are in... Orlando, Florida, for the Commodity Classic 2023. Here, the National Association of Wheat Growers is holding its annual meeting. Nicole Berg from Washington State became the immediate past president of the association at the conclusion of their annual meeting. And she said Russia's war in Ukraine has caused quite the complication for wheat producers here in the U.S.
4: Oh, it impacted us because we were on a roller coaster with wheat prices: limit up, limit down. Then you get into the input side of fertilizers—you know, just going tripling in um, input costs: fertilizer, fuel, all that. It's been amazing what a conflict like that can do to the wheat industry and how we—we we truly are a global market. But it really magnified the fact that we're a global market.
3: In the farm bill is on the minds of all commodity groups here in Orlando. Nicole Berg shared more of the wheat growers' priorities for the. Le- legislation.
4: Some of our priorities are crop insurance. We also want to see the reference price increased. We um, talk about type, voluntary incentive-based programs. We like to keep them voluntary incentive-based. Um, we don't want to seek um, conservation attached to crop insurance. Crop protection products. Yep. First time forever that I've been around farm policy that the protection of crop protection products is in our top 10.
3: As Nicole Berg reflected on her year as president of the National Association of Wheat Growers, she encourages all farmers and ranchers to participate on the local, state, and national level in advocating for their businesses.
4: You have to do it. We all, as agriculture, have to pull together. We've got to get into Congress and start telling our story.
3: Again, that was Nicole Berg, the second female to ever serve as president of the National Association of Wheat Growers, hailing from Washington State. We'll be right back.
0: Farmers know a thing or two about being tough, and they hold their wheat to that same standard. Their fields need to be able to take on anything because there's no telling what tomorrow has in store. That's why Westbred brand wheat offers varieties like WB9590 and WB9719. Both offer high yield potential, standability, and are balanced with protein. Meet your standards of excellence. Plant Westbred. Performance may vary.
4: We're excited to share that Northwest Farm Credit Services is now AgWest Farm Credit. AgWest is here to provide the financial services you need, a dedicated staff to understand your business, and a commitment to helping you grow your best future. It's how we've been serving farmers and ranchers for over 100 years. Grounded by tradition, inspired by possibility. Call or visit agwestfc.com. Equal opportunity provider and employer equal housing lender.
3: Returning back this morning, looking to predator news, where Idaho's wolf population declined by 13% in 2022 or by 206 wolves. But the state's total wolf number is still currently nine times greater than the original recovery goal for the animal. That marks the first time that the state's wolf population has dropped this much since they were first introduced in Idaho back in 1994 and 95. In other news, the Environmental Protection Agency has filed a motion opposing agriculture groups to intervene in one of the waters of the U.S. lawsuits against the Biden administration. The new Otis rule, finalized in December, now faces the potential of being stopped in its tracks as multiple plaintiffs have asked federal courts to issue injunctions against the rule. Currently, the American Farm Bureau and other groups have joined the state of Texas in suing the EPA. The EPA is trying to prevent the Farm Bureau from being involved in a similar lawsuit coming out of the state of North Dakota. I'm Northland, Western Ag Network.
0: Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint.
1: All right, where do we start? Where do we start here? I should give you more details on this uh, story out of the Washington Free, Free Beacon. Montana Senator John Tester's restaurant bills uh, don't match his everyman image. Although we had one friend on Twitter who said, uh, "Yeah, but his restaurant bills uh, certainly match his image." Oh, come on now, come on now. Uh, anyway, here is the uh, let me let me give you some more details on this story, and then I want to share a message we got on our montana talks app speaking of united states senators evan in belt sent a great message last night that needs to be shared uh so I'll, I'll get to that here but uh let me actually let me give you five different headlines about liberal senator john tester and the the big u.s senate race here in montana uh, coming up uh coming up next year All right. Uh, First off, Washington Free Beacon. Montana Senator John Tester's restaurant bills don't match his everyman image. Basically, yeah, he spent over 1.2 million dollars at restaurants, and on catered events. Uh, fa- all these fancy places in Washington, D.C. My favorite is Bistro Cacao, uh, where John Chester is dropping a lot of money. Uh, and, uh, so anyway, but that's one headline. Uh, the GOP's 2024 Senate Opportunities. Uh, there's, it looks like a, uh, an editorial here uh, from the Wall Street Journal, saying that the party needs strong candidates and fundraising to take advantage of them. And they mentioned the, uh, the Republican Senate primary here in Montana. Kester rails against multimillionaires and reelection bid launch, but disclosures reveal his own wealth. That's right. He was attacking multimillionaires, but he himself is a multimillionaire. And then the story out of the Daily Caller that I shared a few days ago, despite media claims, Democrat Senator John Tester votes with Biden more than 99% of the time. So that's right. The, the fake media that lied about uh, mandates and lockdowns and, ma- and all these mask mandates, you know, they, they pushed all the propaganda during COVID-19. They failed their readers. They failed their viewers. And if, they, and if they were on the radio, they failed their listeners. If they were telling you to mask up Montana, they, they failed you. So the same media that, that failed on the Russia collusion hoax, the same media that failed on did did COVID-19 come from the lab in China? No. And don't you dare ask ask that question. They they have failed and they have failed and they have failed it again because they constantly push the left wing propaganda. They push the same Left-wing propaganda to prop up this fake, phony moderate John Tester, and so that's what that's what these headlines show us uh, here. Yeah, basically, uh, yeah, John Tester has shelled out now over 1.2 million dollars from his campaign and from his leadership pack. That's a, that's a that's a fancy way of saying John Tester has a nice little bank account. That, that all of his Green New Deal buddies can plow money into, and then John Tester can take that money and go pig out at a fancy restaurant in Washington, D.C., and he doesn't have to pay for it. So he's making your groceries more expensive, but he's living high on the hog. Fox
2: News, I'm Chris Foster. Former President Trump's invited to testify before a Manhattan grand jury next week. It's investigating hush money payments to women claiming they had affairs with him. That invitation's extended to potential defendants for a chance to answer questions before indictment.
4: If Trump himself is charged, it would be the first time a former president was indicted. Trump, who has consistently denied the affairs, posted to his social media platform that this is just another example of a weaponized justice system. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News.
2: California's been hit with more rain on the coast, snow in the mountains. It's frightening,
4: and we've had a long winter as it was.
2: <laughs> Enough. She's in South Lake Tahoe, California. Six people and an unborn baby are shot and killed at a Jehovah's Witnesses Hall in Hamburg, Germany. Police say the gunman, a former member, killed himself as officers stormed in, and that eight people are wounded, including the mother of that unborn baby. The Labor Deport, uh, Department reports 311,000 new jobs created in February. America's listening to Fox News.
1: All right. I do want to talk about this uh, Twitter files hearing that took place yesterday. Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi. Matt Taibbi uh, was the uh, investigative reporter who broke the Twitter files showing the collusion between the federal government and big social media firms like Twitter and how they were colluding to suppress the First Amendment rights of Americans and how they were colluding to interfere in elections and much more. Very uh, interesting hearing uh, hearing in Congress yesterday, uh, so I've got a lot of audio I can share uh, from that that I want to get to here in just a couple of minutes. But first, I saw this message from Evan in Belt on our Montana Talks app, and I thought, oh, we gotta, we got to start here this morning. Evan in Belt says this, let me start by saying as a compassionate human being, I truly hope that John Fetterman does recover from his medical issues. John Fetterman, for those of you who don't know, is the senator from Pennsylvania uh, that basically they they hid this guy from the cameras so that they could hide the, the traumatic uh, brain problems that he has going on since he suffered a stroke. So he, he's basically like, you know, the Manchurian candidate at this point. I mean, the, the guy is out of it. It's a sad situation. But see, the Democrats just wanted a reliable vote. So they, so they hid this guy from the cameras so that they could get him elected, and by the time it became very clear to the people how bad of a situation he was in, well, it was too late. Early voting was pretty much already done. Anyway, uh, John Fetterman was hospitalized. Here's what, here's what Evan and Belt had to say about this. He says, I find it very disturbing that Senator Fetterman is receiving some of the best treatment at Walter Reed Hospital, a medical center, which is a national military medical facility, and... To my knowledge, he never served in the armed forces. All the while, we have a listener on Montana Talks. He's a veteran that can't get a transplant if my memory serves me correctly. Uh, yes, Evan, your memory serves you very well. It's, uh, it's Bill and Libby, uh, and he, he needs to get a transplant. But they're telling him they won't give him the transplant if he doesn't get the COVID shot. So, so here and then, and then Evan points out you've got other veterans who are are being denied care because they won't wear the mask while at a VA facility. And then John Tester in Great Falls a couple weeks ago says he was unaware of the challenges that veterans are having with Tricare, even though these issues have been brought up repeatedly. And he's the chair of the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee. But now, because it's re-election time, he vows to get to the bottom of it. Don't be fooled. This is just the latest of the flat-top fables. That's what Evan and Belt had to say about liberal Senator John Tester. But, yeah, isn't that, isn't that just outrageous that, uh, that John Fetterman is at Walter Reed? Kind of another slap in the face, isn't it? I mean, look, he, he deserves medical care. He, whether we like it or not, he got elected as a U.S. senator. But we've got veterans that aren't being taken care of. We've got veterans that are being denied care, being denied transplants. And Fetterman has been at Walter Reed. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's another slap in the face, isn't it, Evan? Great point. So thanks for sending that message. Spot on.
0: State of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint.
1: All right, let's see. Let's start with a little bit of a uh, scene setter uh, for you here. Uh, An overview of this hearing on Capitol Hill yesterday regarding the Twitter files. Here's the Fox News radio report, and then we'll dive into it a little bit uh, further here.
3: The new House subcommittee on the weaponization of government hosting Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi, two of the independent journalists who released what became known as the Twitter files, to the world. The release showed coordination between Twitter and the FBI. Also, the social media giant's suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story leading up to the 2020 election. Both authors insisted the release was not about politics, but instead, free speech. Taibi released screen grabs of messages indicating Twitter employees were actively monitoring and evaluating tweets from both Trump and Biden.
1: Now, what was really interesting, what stood out to me about this hearing yesterday is how aggressively the Democrats in Congress were attacking these reporters. Uh, this, this guy, I mean, this uh, Matt Taibbi guy is basically liberal. He, he wrote a whole book attacking Sean Hannity on Fox News, a conservative uh, radio talk show host that you hear right here on 1450 KMMs Bozeman and 970 KBUL. So Matt Taibbi is not some right-wing Republican conservative. I don't even think you could describe him as a moderate Republican if you want to break things down that way. He's a liberal-leaning journalist. Who has raised questions just like just like even John Stewart raised questions about covid uh, lab leak theory coming from the lab in China because it's obvious, uh, just like Bill Maher on HBO. He's no conservative. He's a he's a, a pretty radical liberal, actually, in his personal opinions. But even he is saying, wait a minute, what is taking place in this country What the Democrat Party is doing right now is not liberal. Uh, this is this is a, a violation of core uh, constitutional civil liberties here, and so, so But but what was interesting is these the Democrats were just absolutely attacking Schellenberger and attacking Matt Taibbi for for daring to raise the question and for exposing what our government has been doing to collude and to interfere in the elections and to silence the free speech rights of Americans. Uh, it, it was just absolutely outrageous. At one point, at one point, this uh, this Democrat member of Congress uh, basically repeatedly tries to get Matt Taibbi to reveal one of his sources. Uh, we got this. Uh, this is, of course, C-SPAN audio from Fox But here, listen in as Matt Taibbi. Doing is doing what a real journalist is supposed to do, which is refu- refuse to reveal his sources.
5: Um, Mr. Taibbi, um, I want to follow up a little bit on the ranking members' questions. Um, what was the first time that Mr. Musk approached you about writing uh, uh, the Twitter files?
6: C- again, Congresswoman, that would...
5: Uh, I just need a date, sir.
6: But I can't give it to you, unfortunately, because... This, this is a question of sourcing, and I don't give them. I'm it's not a journalist, I not don't read my myself. Source, source
5: is a question of
6: chronology. No, that's a question because of Because you sourcing.
5: earlier said that, that someone had sent you through the internet some message about whether or not you would be interested in some information.
6: Yes, and I referred to that person as a source.
5: So you're not going to tell us when Musk first approached you?
6: Again, Congressman, so you're, you re- yes re- no. you're asking me to you're asking a journalist to reveal so a source. So then you
5: consider it. Mr. Musk to be the direct source of all this.
6: No, now you're you're trying to get me to say that he is the source. I I, I, well, I just it, can't answer your is question or he, or he answer. isn't
5: if you're telling me you can't answer because it's your source, well then that the only logical conclusion is that he is in fact your source.
6: Well you're free to conclude that.
5: Well, sir, I just don't understand. You can't have it both ways, but let's move on. because well, No, he can. He's a journalist. journalist. No, he can't both because ways. either Musk is the source and he can't talk about it or Musk is not the source. And if Musk is not the source, then he can discuss No one has yielded.
3: The gentle, gentle ladies out of order. You don't and get to speak. out anymore. of the order because not recognized. The gentlelady is not
5: recognized.
1: you not
3: recognized. Me. Like, anyway,
1: so they, they keep going back and forth. But, yeah. Yeah, Matt Taibbi is a journalist and a reporter who is refusing to reveal his sources. That is his job. If you are a real journalist, that's what you do. And but but see, Democrats don't want real journalism. Democrats want mouthpieces to echo their propaganda, like the fake Russia collusion hoax, like the the Dr. Fauci garbage. That they constantly echoed echoed for the past three years, they got egg all over their face, and so yeah, it's just interesting that that woman, hey, Congresswoman Garcia, I'm not sure what state she's from, uh, but but she she got to be so outrageous in this hearing yesterday. That I couldn't believe, I, I was listening to, uh, to Sean Hannity's program last night, and I almost spit out my coffee when I was listening to the replay this morning. I was like, did she really just say... What I think she just said. So let me say, if your if your kids are already up and, and they're and they and they're listening alongside you, uh, you might want to do the earmuffs or uh, or go go pour them some cereal in the other room here for just a second, because I'm going to play this clip from a Democrat member of Congress where you're like, I can't believe she just said that she should be laughed out of congress for what she just said i'll get to that here in just a second i'll give you time to go pour a bowl of cereal for your kids here but but back to this whole uh, this uh, twitter files hearing yesterday uh, jim jordan uh, had a great uh, had a great response who was he with uh, let's see jim jordan where am i at here okay he was on fox news with martha mccallum yesterday And uh, so Jim Jordan uh, joined her to talk about the evidence uh, that government agencies were working with big tech to suppress free speech. They funded these these NGOs
2: from uh, various federal agencies, and they all work together to pressure social media in many ways, just pressure mainstream media's uh, to to limit certain types of speech, to take down accounts. There was even the third day in the White House of the Biden administration. There was even an email to Twitter saying, take down this tweet, A.S.A shows
1: the politicization, shows the collusion that took place, interfering in the elections, uh, trampling on Americans' First Amendment rights, a clear violation of our constitutional rights because the government was forcing this on these companies. Uh, Michael Schellenberger, who was one of the reporters who testified yesterday, he made a, a very good point here. Let's see. Uh, Two of the journalists tasked with releasing the Twitter files from CEO Elon Musk appear before the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government on their findings Thursday. Michael Schellenberger is one of those journalists and is accusing the federal government of active censorship of conservative voices on social media. He was on Tucker Carlson's program last night. Listen to this great point that he makes. This is basically a turning
3: of the national security state from the kind of psychological operations they they launched abroad into the United States, using the exact same kind of influence operation tactics that they used abroad on the American people. Exactly right there, they,
1: they're they're basically they they're taking the tools, the TTPs, the tactics, the techniques, the procedures, the TTPs that were developed over the past 20 years in the war on terror to try to go after terrorists and to fight wars overseas, those TTPs are being used by every government agency you can possibly think of to be weaponized against the American people. And that's what this Twitter files hearing exposed yesterday. Okay, are the kids in the other room? having a bowl of cereal or something. It's not that bad of a clip, but uh, you know, I know some of you would be like, "Golly, Aaron, you could have given me a heads up before you played that. I got kids listening in. They wake up at like 5.30 in the morning, and I I couldn't even sleep in this morning. Okay, so that same uh, Democrat member of Congress, where is the clip here? Where is it at here? Uh, I couldn't believe uh, when I heard this here. Uh, God, Where is it? I know I just. OK, here we go. David uh, David Zwieg shared this via Twitter. Listen to this Democrat member of Congress. She's attacking Schellenberger. She's attacking Taibbi. She's attacking Elon Musk because they had the audacity to share the truth with the American people.
5: In, um, in your discussion, in your answer, you also said that you were invited by a friend, Barry Weiss.
3: My friend Barry Weiss.
5: So this friend works for Twitter, or what is what is her... Um...
6: She's a journalist.
5: Sir, I didn't ask you a question. I'm, I'm now asking Mr. Schellenberger a question. Please yes, ma'am. Barry interrupt. Weiss is a journalist. I'm sorry, sir?
6: She's a journalist.
5: She's a journalist. So you work in concert with her?
2: Um, yeah.
5: Do you know when she first um, was contacted by Mr. Musk?
2: I, I don't know.
5: You don't know? So you're in this as a threesome? <laughs>
2: um.
3: There was many more people involved in that.
5: There was many more people involved
1: with it. Oh, you got to see the looks on his face. He's like, did this did this member of Congress just ask if this female reporter who is doing her job as a reporter, if she was involved in a threesome? Is that the attack? This Democrat member, she just attacked a female reporter in a way such as that. Now, on the same day that the Democrats are handing out awards to men for International Women's Day. Unbelievable. All right anyway, I know it wasn't that bad. I mean it's bad look for this member of Congress. It probably wasn't too bad for the kids, but I, I still figured that it might be safe to get them in the other room over a bowl of cereal. That cereal, that lady should be laughed at of Congress.
2: Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. This is all about... The New Green Deal, socialism, you know, guaranteed pre-K, guaranteed government wage, guaranteed government job, guaranteed government free college. And let me tell you how that ends, because it's called socialism, communism, redistributionism, whatever you want to call it, statism. Here's how it ends. It ends the same way every time. All of the promises are unfulfilled because they can't afford it. We end up being poor, not richer. And we lose our freedom in the process. You give up your freedom in the name of false security of your government. That's where this is headed. That's where they want this to be headed. That's the plan that they put in place, that they want to take the country. That's scary. The Sean Hannity Show, from coast to coast, later today. Hey, did you know the Pure Talk saves the average family close to $1,000 a year when they switch from the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile? Well, that's right. You can save a fortune, and you get the exact same service as these big carriers. You get their ultra-fast 5G. You can get unlimited talk and text and plenty of data, and it's only 30 bucks a month. And with Pure Talk, they are so sure you are going to love their service, they back it up with their 100% satisfaction money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to the Big carriers cut your bill in half with... Pure Talk, my cell phone company. Then start enjoying great perks like a U.S. customer service team. They're going to make your switch easy, and you'll be supporting a company that's veteran-owned and shares your values and has you covered with their money-back guarantee. It's simple to make the switch. Dial pound 250, say the keyword, save now. Do it now. You save in a policy at slash commercials.
0: Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana-owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint.
1: Man, today is going to be one of those days where we are going to be packing in a lot of information. Uh, we've got a lot of great guests that are joining us on this show today. Some days we've got it wide open where we're just uh, talking about what's going on in the news, taking your phone calls and more. Today is going to be a, a busy morning. Of course, Freedom Friday. Our friend George Blacker will be in the house here soon. I think he's bringing a, bringing a fellow veteran with him here this time as well that started a cool new Business, so that'll be a nice uh, Freedom Friday special for us here with George Blackard. Uh, and then I think around seven forty, uh, there's a big Montana Agro Women event coming up. So George Blackard has another friend uh, who's going to join us on the show around seven forty to talk about uh, what the Agro Women are up to. And then we'll share you know, a bunch of other uh, news and topics in the meantime uh, coming up in the seven o'clock hour as well. The eight o'clock hour. Uh, we've got a big 8 o'clock hour lined up for you. We're going to kick off the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, the crew from the USS Montana, uh, the submarine crew uh, from, from the U.S. Navy, a submarine, the USS Montana, the commanding officer and the crew are in Montana. In fact, uh, this morning, uh, they've got an event taking place. You can have coffee with the commander and the crew in Bozeman later this morning. So for all of our listeners on 1450 KMMS or 1340 KPRK, you can make the drive over the pass 9 to 10 o'clock this morning at the Museum of the Rockies. You can have coffee and pastry, uh, coffee with the commander and the crew of the USS Montana submarine. Really cool event. We're going to catch up with the commander uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. Plus, Nicole Rolfe with the Montana Farm Bureau is going to join us uh, with a legislative update. She's going to tell us what the uh, Farm Bureau has been focused on in the Montana State Legislature. Uh, let's see. Uh, a Great Falls police officer uh, was was wounded. He was shot by an assailant earlier this week. I, I gave an update on, on that police officer's condition yesterday, uh, yesterday morning. Uh, but then yesterday afternoon, uh, the Great Falls police chief, uh, Jeff Newton, uh, gave this update in a press conference.
6: Thank you for coming in again. My name is Jeff Newton. I'm the chief of police with the Great Falls Police Department. And I'm going to read a prepared statement this afternoon. Yesterday, March 7th, 2023, at approximately 3.50 p.m., a great Falls police officer initiated a traffic stop in the area of 17th Street and 13th Avenue South. The vehicle failed to yield to the officer. The officer did not pursue the vehicle. A few minutes later, a second officer saw the suspect vehicle near the 1400 block of 6th Avenue South, where the suspects abandoned the vehicle and fled on foot. It appeared there were two occupants in the suspect vehicle. A third officer located the two occupants of the suspect vehicle near 12th Street and 5th Avenue South. The male suspect ran, and the officer pursued the suspect on foot. After a short distance, the suspect turned and fired several rounds at the GFPD officer. The officer was hit and seriously injured. Officers on scene performed tactical medical procedures. One of the officers transported the injured officer to the hospital in a patrol car.
1: All right. Actually, so when I actually listened to that audio again there, uh, I just realized that press conference wasn't from yesterday. That was from the day before. So actually, the the information on the officer's condition that I shared yesterday morning uh, is even more up to date. And for those of you who missed it, I think I shared it in the eight o'clock hour yesterday. uh, Chief Newton uh, sent me an email. He said uh, the officer went through surgery, is doing good. And is now in the recovery stage. They're, they were still waiting to hear what the long-term prognosis would be. Uh, but, uh, yeah, described it as a very traumatic incident for everybody. So they're working to ensure all the officers involved have the resources to assist uh, to assist them. And uh, he basically said, hey, the community has been very supportive. Notes, cards, words of encouragement and support are really what is needed. It's been a challenging year for our agency, and sometimes just hearing that from our community goes a long way with our officers. So uh, thanks to uh, Chief Newton for that update. We also have an update on Montana Highway Patrol Trooper Lewis Johnson and how he's doing uh, down at a hospital in Denver after he was uh, severely wounded on the job. So I'll share that coming up in the 7 o'clock hour as well.